Hi, welcome to Tamiwa Oluen Podcast. Thanks for downloading, and as you listen, you are guaranteed an encounter with the word. Help me into the book of Psalm 119, from verse 97 to 105. Psalm 119, we'll start from verse 97 to 105. Psalm 119 from 97 to 105. It says, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your command makes me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. So that scripture is to let you know that your enemies will always be there. And that's what makes the food on your table very sweet. Verse 99. I have more insight than all my teachers. For I meditate on your status. Andre, I have more understanding than the elders. For I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil part. If you've been following this month, I've been telling you, keep your mouth from evil. They talk bad about Buari, keep your mouth shut. Because just assume that it's your grandfather. I'm sure you'll have punched those people, uh, giving some people, those people a punch. I've kept my feet from every evil part. So that I might obey your word. So the psalmist is telling us that one thing that hinders you from obeying the word of God is when your hands are committed into evil. It's like somebody who commits adultery. It's always a challenge for that person to speak against adultery. I've kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. Verse, verse first. I have not departed from your law. For you yourself has taught me. Nobody else will teach you the law of God, if not God. And God will not even come down. So that's why he has given you the Holy Spirit, which is a comforter that will teach you. The next verse. How sweet are your words to my taste. Sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precept. Therefore, I hate every wrong part. Every part that is not of God, you hate it. Your word is a what? It's a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. There's a level at which you walk with God that you no longer make mistakes. Are we together? There's a level at which you walk with God that everything you do becomes right. Because his word is a lamp to your feet. So even when you tell somebody that I'm relocating from Ibadan to Proverbs 24, let's start from verse 30 to 34. When I was growing up with my grandmother, this is one scripture that they used to expose me to. My grandmother is a Proverbs, I call her uh, Proverbs woman. She knows pretty much everything in Proverbs. How I many of you have mothers like that? They, they can point you to Proverbs. They don't know any other book in the Bible. It's Proverbs and Psalm. Every other one is like confusion. Just like one day I told my mom, I said, Mom, let's do devotion in Matthew. Secular one there. <laughs> because everybody's assumption is Matthew is just an history book. It says, I went past the field of the slugger. The slugger can also be tagged as a sluggish person. A lazy person. Past the vineyard of a man who lacks judgment. If you live your life without being able to defend your decision, you are a slugger. I went past the field. I didn't even take too much time. I went past it. Past the vineyard of a man who lacks judgment. Verse 31. 
Tongues had come up everywhere, not some part, everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruins. 32. I applied my heart to what I observed. Are you seeing that? I applied my heart to what I observed and I learned a lesson from what I saw. How many of you have parents that nag on you about certain things? But whenever you are bold enough to ask them that, Mom, why are you always complaining about this thing that pertains to me? For example, education. They are so intentional that like they collect lesson teacher for you. They take you to school. In fact, your mom does not mind if you are in five universities at the same time. So far, you can come out with BSc. Go and find out. You realize that it's either that mother does not have a BSc and she wants the child to have a BSc. Go and find out. Or you find a mother that is always. This one happens to ladies. You've not even done too much makeup. The first punishment from your mom is cut your hair. That if I cut your hair, at least nobody will like you. That's my mom's mentality. That once a lady's hair is cut, no girl. In fact, my mom will not cut it like this one. They cut it like this. So even you yourself, you are not proud of your beauty. When you find out mothers that act like that, they understand the teenage pressure. They understand that there are some guys that know how to move a lady to a corner and dismantle all the boats and knots inside of the lady to the point that she herself is confused. He says, I applied my heart to what I observed. Learned a lesson from what I did, from what I saw. Next verse. A little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the hands to rest, like this. 34. And poverty will come where? Like a bookworm. It stumps you. Somebody said to me one time, he said poverty should not be a surprise to a man that is poor. Go and find out anybody who is intentional or very, very uh, hyper about performing rituals is because they've tasted money. If you've not tasted money before, you will not be hungry for it. Amen? What makes a child to steal is because he has seen something he can use money to buy. I used to tell my grandmother, I said, all this stealing of meat and fish is like, well, that's not stealing, that's hunger. Amen? Because it got to a point that there was no more meat in my house. I was taking clothes off. So they just come and say, ah, we bought clothes off yesterday. What happened? I've licked it. I've licked it. How many of you like that? You are licking clothes off. Raise up your hand. Let me understand that you are many. Listen, there is no, there, you say there is no temptation that is not common to man. If somebody is licking clothes off, we were many. I cannot be strange. Amen. So the person said to me, he said, poverty is not strange to a poor man. It's not strange. It's not strange. Because he's used to it. He was born there. He was born there. It's not strange. So you find somebody who is working hard, somebody who is doing everything to hustle, to make money, to do everything. It's because the person has tasted money. Or it's, even if the person has not tasted money, the person has seen what money can do. He has seen it. 
He said, poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an unharmed man. Let me see 35. That's the last verse? Oh. Amazing. Oh, okay, because mine ended here differently. And poverty will come on you like a thief. And scarcity overpowers you like an hand man and you become restless. Still in this month of sweetness and in the course of my teaching thus far, I believe I've carefully highlighted the place of divine instructions. Because some of you are familiar with that now. You understand divine instructions. And you understand your responsible act to growth and establishment. I don't know what I was talking to during the week. I said growth is a personal decision. Amen? It's a what? It's a personal decision. And I've made you understand that you have to place premium value on instruction because instructions always attract sweetness. If I want my kitchen to be a mess and my kitchen to be bombarded with hands and rats, I just need to pour food on the floor. But if I package the food well and put it in the right container, I will not, those kind of things will not have access to the house. You want your house to be smelling, then keep your house untidy. You want to have bed box, don't change your bed sheet in three years. Keep sleeping on it. If I let it be the gushy bed sheet. And bed box will make gushy out of your life. So the placement of values does not elude the place of responsibilities. That's why I said to you in the course of this teaching that sweetness is not based on prayer. It's based on works. So this Sunday morning, let me start by saying to you that preparation is the birthing place for your expected manifestation. What did I say? Preparation is the birthing place for your expected manifestation. To be prepared for sweetness is to be conditioned to be great. To be prepared for sweetness is to be conditioned to be great. God's servant Bishop David Oedipo said when he understood the place of giving, and when I say giving, I'm not restricting it to tithing. Giving. Because some of you can tithe from heaven and earth, but you've not fulfilled every other part of giving. He said when he understood the place of giving and he committed his heart to do it, just like the psalmist said, he said, I applied my heart to what I saw. Bishop David Oedipo said one time the Holy Spirit visited him and the Holy Spirit said to him, it's too late to be poor. It's too late to be poor. I'll never forget my experience too when the Lord took out asthma from me. I said to him, if you want me to do ministry, then you must take out this thing. Because there is no way I can be disguising during service. I don't know if you know what it means to disguise. You have your hair in, in, hair in your pocket, so you wait for everybody's eyes is closed. <laughs> or before you come to service, you pop it. There are pastors in the US that are asthmatic. They will tell you. So there's no AC on the altar for them. All my, everywhere around me is AC. AC, everywhere around me. So he said to me, he said, if you arise and shine tomorrow and do the bidding of the Lord, 
and commit your heart to ministry. He said, I will take this thing out of you and out of your bloodline. And that was the last time I ever felt sick. So to be, to be prepared for sweetness is to be conditioned for greatness. There's a level at which you walk with God that even the devil knows he has lost his battle over you. What do you think was going on in the mind of God that God could beat his chest that it was so certain that Job was not going to disappoint him? You know, God never said Job and his household. He was particular about Job. That you are free to do anything to this one. But I am certain that Job will not speak a thing against me. What could be that thing that you're passing through? Are you already turning off on church? I had to tell some folks recently. I said, when you understand the place of grace, you will keep your mouth shut against any man of God. The reason why too many people talk about pastors in a very ungodly way is because they don't know that they themselves are pastors. We are all ministers of reconciliation. Am I right? Yeah. So you have a ministry. You have a ministry. The moment you give your life to Christ, you are automatically enrolled into the ministry of reconciliation. So you are a minister. A pastor is also a minister. The only difference between you and that pastor you are talking about is that he has congregation and you have a bad mouth. That's the difference. He has people who are ready to listen to him. And you don't have people who are ready to listen to you because there is nothing good that can come out of your mouth. To be prepared for sweetness is to be conditioned for establishment. So now listen. The building of a man is always a major step into greatness. The building of a man is what? It's a major step towards greatness. The building of a man is a major step towards greatness. Yet, it centers on followership and the authority that you obey. I stay away from people who claim to be Christians but do not have spiritual covering. You must identify your Christian faith with somebody. It doesn't have to be a pastor. It doesn't have to be a prophet or a bishop. You must identify your Christian faith with somebody. It could be with your grandparent. Maybe your grandmother was the one that led you to Christ. Maybe it was your uncle. Maybe it was your class teacher. There must be an authority that you obey. There must be somebody that you follow. Somebody you follow. In the space of our decision for sweetness, in the space of placing premium value, and this is the highlight of my teaching today, which is going to be, uh, it might appear strange to some people, but if you're very sensitive, you understand the message this morning. In the space of your decision and readiness for sweetness, because everybody wants sweetness. Who doesn't want sweetness? Yeah, let me see your hands up. Everybody wants sweetness, Amen. There is a major key that is missing. And I was so glad when the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to it. During my study, it made me understand. And it's according to that scripture. I'm ready for sweetness. 
I'm ready to experience the best of God. I'm ready to see God in action. But there is something that is expected of me to do. Let me show you again. Give me Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24, verse 30. You'll see it. Proverbs 24, verse 30. Take me to 32. 32, I believe. 32. Proverbs 24, 32. See what, see, 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 see what uh, Solomon said here. He says, I applied my heart to what I observed. Observation is the major key to show your readiness for sweetness. What did I say? Observation is the major key. Observation is the major key. He says, I applied my heart to what I observed. You cannot apply your heart to what you have not seen. What makes a lady comes to a guy's house with confidence that she can cook in jollof rice is because she must have seen her mother cook it. I've hardly seen a lady that goes to somebody's house to embarrass herself with cooking. She'd rather say I'm not in the mood to cook. But you know what it means to enter someone's kitchen with confidence? And the person says, I won't boil egg and you carry it for a pan. And you say, she means to boil it. And we are boil. And you just pour water on the frying pan. And put the egg on top. And heat it. No. When you enter a place with confidence and you want to perform some magic, it's because you've observed some things. You've seen some things. This is a place. And I was shouting on my media, guys. I said, stop plugging naked wire to the socket. They felt I was strange. In fact, somebody told me once I said, pass on a ninja with you. so bad that one time when they when they when uh, my wife mistakenly locked the key of the house uh when i was staying at jaw, and they had to take out the generator from the backyard and the generator was chained it was chained to like uh what, what do they call this thing eh? pillar jesus <laughs> who said pillar okay something like this railings yeah so somebody the generator was nailed to it was chained to it so the guy found a way of breaking the padlock, which is not a, a big deal to me. I'll burn that padlock. The key to start the gym was not there. So I, I was on video call. I said, what's going on, baby? It was like, hey, the guy wants to start the generator. I said, which, which key? The next time I'm hearing the guy, I said, which what key? Because even if, if you pull it off, you still need to start another. The next time I saw this guy connect wire, and my generator came to life. But you know the funny thing? After it was done, it did a good job, broke the door, did everything, returned the generator back. So I got back home at night to kickstart the generator because there was no light. Generator has gone back to factory setting. I was not so mad. I said, you see what I said? All these quiet guys that are in Ibadan. Ibadan is the quiet guys. See, now you have spoiled the generator. I'm on, I'm on the generator. The guy said, Ogama, she said, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. So lo and behold, I said to myself, I said, if this guy comes, he will come and mess up this thing the more. Let me apply my heart to what I've observed. And I understand that there is nothing that is factory made. There is always a, a, a reset button in every technological device. So I looked for a reset in the generator. And I pressed it. And I pulled the key. Generator there, Shano. It came to life. So we asked the guy, what could you have done? Yeah, 
And he said, me because I did not use key. That's why they didn't act like that. I said, sir, it's a new generator. Use key. Amen? Observation is a major key. I applied my heart to what I observed. And I learned a lesson. Could you be in this place and you've been observing so many things, but you've not learned the lesson? They are saying it every time you go to church that giving is the way out of poverty. And you are seeing people buying cars, seeing people traveling out, seeing people changing clothes. And you keep sitting down in one corner and say, I can't wait for God to bless me. It does not work like that. So I'll give when I'm married. In fact, the worst ones are the ones that say, let them give me first. And they will see if I will not give. says a borrower is what to the lender servant some of you you don't even need to apply for a job you already have a job to be a servant is that not a job so you don't need to apply you already have it so in your CV put it there I'm a borrower or put your years of experience been borrowing since 2005 I applied my heart put back that scripture put back that scripture my heart to what I observed. The Holy Spirit said to me, He said, Observation is the major key to prepare yourself for sweetness. Observation. If there was anything that helped the disciples to go and perform their first miracle, they observed how Jesus did it. They observed. They observed. I've even come to realize, I don't know if any of you went to science school. If you went to science class here, yeah, if you were a science student, raise up your hand. Not science students of Igbo, but science students, like normal science students. Not the Olamide science students. You are a science student? Okay, I'm a science student. Science students are always very proud. We are, I can't, do I have commercial here? Science, raise up your hand. Be proud. That's where they pick head boy and head girl. They don't pick. <laughs> If they pick Edgar from art class, go and find out. Something's wrong with the science school of that class, of that school. The main professor in science class is the subordinate ones. The labor prefects, timekeeper, food and nuts prefects. One of the first things they teach you when you enter a laboratory is that before you perform any scientific experiment, you must do what? Observe. So I put it here. The first step in any scientific method or experiment is to make objective observations. So the first step in appreciating the potency of God's word is to observe what the word says. That's why Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Let's put it up. Joshua 1 verse 8. Joshua 1 verse 8. Let's see what it says. It says, do not let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. He says, what? Meditate on it, what? Day and night. So be careful to do. You can't do what you have not observed. What did I say? You can't do what? You can't do what you have not observed. You can't do it. How 
come we guys don't wear our trousers from the head? Because growing up, we observed that one leg goes in like this and the other leg goes in like this. My grandmother said to me, now you know when elderly people tell you stuff, they probably have an idea of what they are saying. So my grandmother said, Tomoa, you will find a guy who has a challenge with zipping up his trousers. How many of you know guys that they will dress up so nice, but he forgot to zip? So go and find out. Those were the guys that when they dress up for them, they leave them to do the rest. So he's not paying attention to some of those things. Find out somebody who does not take a shower before he leaves his house. He, because he lived in a household where shower was never a big deal. They can just call the daddy and say, Blah, Yes, gone. So those people they don't take shower in the morning, they take it at night. Observation. It gets you to appreciate the potency of God's word. Another word or another phrase for observation is meditation. It's study. If you check the dictionary, another word for observation is watch. Now, that's why I tell people I love when the scripture says watch and pray. Because prayer is a communication. When we have observed right, you communicate right. Communicate right. I used to think that pastors that say they never pray about money are proud. Until I understood when I got to this position as a pastor. I have leaders in this place. Have we ever prayed about money before in this church? Have you, ever, have you tried any project that would say, God provide the money by this week? No, we never did. If your heart is in a thing, and it is for the will of God to be manifested, the provision will be made available. If you want to buy a car to pepper your neighbor, you will never have that car. You will never do. You will never do. If you want to marry... So that your picture can be on Bella Niger. Or what's that other one that promotes wedding pictures? Huh? Oh, no, vision. That one is too. That one is magazine. I want the, there's one on Instagram. Huh? Okay, whatever the names are. If that is your target, so that your picture can trend, then you put the girl on the necessary depth. Just ordinary photo shoot. You have like six photographers. Confusion everywhere. One will come, do your hair like this. He's taking the picture. The other one's gone. Okay, I don't need for the bag. Confusion. One photographer will do everything. So when he says, watch and pray, he says, watch and pray. You are not having those things because your intentions are not right. Amen? That's just not right. I used to bother about what to wear. Because I used to feel inferior when I go to a place and somebody, something just makes you feel like your dress is better than mine. So I go back home and pressure my mom and my dad. I need new clothes. And those ones, they don't even know better. They will never take me to the store to buy clothes. Do you know, it was... I think it was when I got to the US that I entered a store for the first time in my life to buy clothes. For the first time in my life. All growing up here in Nigeria. Never. Even down to shoe. Tomorrow, when the school starting, 
Daddy, next week. Alright, give me broomstick. They measure your leg. In fact, when they bring the sheet, massage you. Massage you. Massage you. I went to Alessia once, growing up in this Ibadan. And I did not even enter the market. I stayed inside the car. Because my parents have a belief that if you enter where they are bearing shoe, you'll be confused when you are selecting. So they, my parents have a belief that they have a better choice. Some of your parents like that. That their choices are better. It got to a point that my dad shouted in the house one day. He said, Praise God! Ah ah! This was you! Ah! Motibo! Ah! My mom came out of the kitchen. What do you mean by Motibo? He said, Ah! Oh, believe me, I don't want to go back to the You want to go And that's when I was in GS2. He discovered that we had the same leg measurement. He said, Thank God. Now I'll only be buying shoes for his sister. No more shoes for him. Can I be honest with you? GS1, GS2, GS3, I was wearing my daddy's shoe. And I always got spanked for it. I always got spanked for it. Somebody's going to ask me, Pastor, if this is the right that gave you the shoe, why are you getting spanked? Because we forget to remove the shoe when we are playing soccer. So imagine using Koshu to play soccer. The Koshu never tells you that the mouth will open. I never see that the mouth has opened until I get home. So while I'm playing the soccer, the thing is sweet. In fact, you can tip a ball with it. It goes. Because if it's trainers, it's too much wala. But that Koshu, hey! Very smooth. All those Ronaldo skills. The ball, those, those goals. It, it, you know that thing is curved like this. And it has a very pencil mouth. So you can, you can raise easily. Ah! I thought I was displaying some crazy skills. Until I got home. And I'm always surprised that how did I not know that the show has opened when I was in school? So I get home. I'm chastised for it. I'm spanked for it. says watch and pray watch and pray he didn't say pray and watch because when you pray it's already done but when you watch it makes you know what to pray about so to observe is to make a remark to observe is to what is to make a remark to observe is to perceive and register it as significant when you don't observe what the word says, you can never do what the word tells you to do. That's why it says meditate on it day and night so that you can observe to do what is written therein. Too many of us come to church and we are hearing too many things, but we don't get back into our inner chambers to observe. Observation is the key. Shout it. So observation is the key. Observation is the key. That's why I advise people when you're moving to a place, observe the environment. Observe. Too many are ready for instructions. Too many are even loaded with instructions. But only few understand the certainty of that instruction. If you don't understand the what of a thing, 
you will lose the value. What did I say? If you don't understand the word of a thing, you do what? You lose the value. If Joseph was my brother and he had those beautiful dreams, I would not trade him for gold or silver. I will entrust my destiny to him. There are some relationships that if you observe it carefully, you know that your life depends on this. I know what I'm saying. And I'm not speaking to somebody's heart. I'm not speaking to somebody's heart. When I get to a new church or a new place, I observe. I observe the protocols. I observe the culture, the environment. And I tell myself, is this a good place for you to grow? If you take me to a select church, I can't last there. I have nothing against them. There are people who grow in that environment. But I can't grow there. Because I'm beauty conscious. I can't be barefooted. And I cannot be wearing white every day. Can't give me unnecessary stress. When there's blue, there's black, there's red. They were all wearing white. And the funny part is some people don't wash that white. And no matter the thickness of the white, white is transparent. Am I right? Put six whites together, it's still transparent. It just needs light. Some whites can be very disgraceful. You think you have washed it, it's until when you get outside. It looks white in your mirror, inside your bedroom. When you go outside, it's brownish white. I can't go in that environment. I can't. And I cannot go in an environment where all the pastor does is pray. And give you certain prophecies. And does not give me the keys that I need. That's why you never find someone like me in CAC. Not that I'm speaking against them, but you'll find me there. Three hour service. Two hours, 15 minutes prayer. For an auntie that does not even care about me. For an uncle that does not even know I exist. That's what I told my mom. And I told my dad. We are thinking about family members that you think they are evil. They don't even have your time. I, see, I challenge some of you. Pay those uncles and aunties a visit. You see that they even need help. The same person your father told you that is doing you. Go and meet that person. Are you shocked when the person is asking for a charge card? It's so bad that you are doing your birthday. They should tell you happy birthday. They are saying, come birthday, me rush He means it. Or she meant it. Say, Abu refers on school. Even me, I'm looking for school fees. Now you want me to pay for Abu. You know what Abu means? That means they are child. They mean it. One pastor said, there is no evil that does not require a sacrifice. And sacrifice is what? Is money. If they tell you that you can turn Mr. Sholakwe to be a madman and you need the head of a cow. Is head of cow cheap? It's as good as buying the car. It is even, it's abnormality to just go for head of a car because you want to do somebody evil. Then your family is starving. No, are you picturing what I'm saying? They tell you that we can make, make him mad. We need six yards of Kampala. Seven yards of lace. 
12 at the rear. We need a shoe that fits his leg. We need 12 filler to represent his head. Seven goats. Pack all that things together. Because you want to make one person mad, you go broke. Do you know mad men eat for free? You will starve. <laughs> Every madman I see, they eat food for free. If a madman enters ShopRite and touches anything, even if they push him out, they will push him out with the things he touched. In fact, you are in Coston taking ice cream like this, and the man just come. Like, you will leave the ice cream, and he will take the ice cream. So go ahead and make me mad. I'll be eating for free. <laughs> but you at one point be hungry. Be trusting God for food. Mad, mad men don't trust God for anything. They live a free life. They live a free life. Sleeps anywhere he wants to sleep. Enjoys the rain. Enjoys breeze. A madman is not paying bills. A madman will get to his location faster than you that have a car. Yeah. He gets natural AC. There's nothing like Nepa B. There's nothing like data subscription. A madman is always online. In fact, a madman is more global than you that has sense. It's true, because if all of us decide to go to where mad men are, and we record them, it's not popular. But you, you took all the pictures you wanted to take, you had four likes. <laughs> a madman on Instagram already has 6,000 views. If you think I'm joking, try it after your service, record a madman and post it. You'll be shocked that your best picture does not have enough likes than the madman. I know what I'm saying. You know people that used to do video of their photo shoot? They would do video. You post it on WhatsApp, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, everything. And at the end of the day, maybe Facebook will just help you with 32 likes and 12 views. If I'm many of the times I feel like those social media are cheating because the views is even more from the person that posted it. It's you that you are viewing the thing more. How do you know? If you have 50 views and you know that truly it was you that checked it 50 times. <laughs> so you viewed what you yourself posted. Now try post a madman that is sleeping or a madman that is on the street paying. You will be shocked. If I use, you will not just see views and likes, you see comments. Say, ah, Nigeria, this life, things will change. May God heal him. Ha, ah, it's his aunties that is pursuing him. Ha, ah, what an handsome young man. What can we do to help them? I'm thinking of a foundation. To help the homeless, to help the this. You are not shocked by a meeting of full loss, a photo shoot, no. <laughs> when the worth of a message is not fully understood, your actions become so inferior and unacceptable. If you don't understand the concept of giving, no matter how much you give, you can't get the same result like somebody who understands it. It takes a relationship with a sluggard for you to understand the place of wisdom and good works. Are you listening to me this morning? It takes a relationship with a sluggard for you to understand the place of wisdom and good works. It takes a walk with a mediocre for you to instill excellence. 
Some people till today, no matter how much we shout excellence in THH, they will never understand. Because their relationship with mediocrity is so strong. It's like romance. They can't, they can't. Somebody just make them feel, pay. no. That's for the rich people. This is the normal way. The biggest disease in, uh, in one of the biggest diseases in, in this Christian faith, why a lot of Christians are not making results, is mediocrity. Even God is not a mediocre. God operates on the scale of excellence. God does not do things anyhow. There is order with God. There is perspective. God created the heart. He had, it, had trees, plants, animals. Imagine if it was only we human beings on the surface of this earth. We would have killed ourselves. So. I'm telling you. Can I be honest with you? What is making some of we human beings absent is because of those non-living things that is around us. The scripture says, it says, go and study. It said, oh, you slogan, go and study the hands. Because if it tells you that, hey, you brother, go and study that fellow brother, jealousy will come in. Envy will come in. You say, God, the guy is making progress because he lives in Lagos. I mean, I'm in Ibadan. Oh, God, that brother's life is better because he's Igbo. Yorubas are always broke. Your Igbo guys knows how to make money. I've come to now even realize that Ausa is even more rich than Hippo people. But Ausa is more dirty. If you're Ausa in this place, please, I'm sorry. When I was going to Abuja with some of the church members, I said, You can eat suya anywhere, but do not make mistake of eating suya in Abuja. You will come back with acute typhoid. The guys that do suya in the Badon here or in the southwest, they are very neat. Try and go to Abuja, go to Lokoja, go to uh, Kogi, those areas. The person is doing suya for you like this, he's paying beside the stuff. And after he pees, he cleans it, use that same hand to cut suya for you. In fact, they don't put suya on pavement, they put it on top of gutter. So flies, everything are coming on it. But if there is one disease that is common in this Yoruba nation, Yoruba nation, let me give you this, it's two. Inferiority complex and mediocrity. Inferiority complex and mediocrity. It's so bad that even when an Ibadan person wants to start a business, he does it on a low standard. Very low standard. Very low standard. So let me know here that they'll sell Zobo inside Lailon. That's a poor way of doing things. Very poor. It takes a walk with a mediocre for you to understand excellence. You will never understand excellence if you have not seen mediocrity in display. You never. It's just like when my grandmother would say, you will never understand the value of life until you've been to a mortuary. Till today, I'm saying, this, I'm saying this in gratitude to God. Till today, something still makes me feel like my dad is alive somewhere. Because when I, when, when, you know when people lose parents or all sorts like that, something makes you feel like, oh, the Lord will comfort you. This, this, this. See, I'm comforting myself every single day. Because I check his picture and I'm like, what boy, she was like, you know, you don't sell it. That's how it feels. 
Because you remember the journeys and the experiences you've had with that person. Something makes you feel like they exist in another world. But they are really gone. They are really gone. That's why I pray for you that you value the right people and you will not lose them. The right people. It takes an experience with poverty for you to be intentional about prosperity. It takes an experience with poverty. I have not tasted poverty. Can I be honest with you as a pastor? I'm being honest. I'm not a comedian that will, you know, Nigerian comedians now. They tell you uh, our poverty get levels. Uh, if Pastor uh, just said they came from a poor family, their poverty no reach our home. We are so poor to the point that poverty safe come they visit us. No, me have not tasted poverty, and I will never taste it. In fact, a part of me feels that nobody in this place has tasted poverty. There's a difference between things are hard and poverty. There's a difference when you want to do coastal, but your dad takes you to Yadija. That's not poverty. You still eat something. You still ate something. Poverty is when you are going to pick crumbs in a party and they still flog you on top of it. That's poverty. Poverty is when you see Ghana must go and you make t-shirt out of it. That's poverty. That's poverty. I've not. I've not. I've not. I'm saying this with confidence. Not that because of the family I came out from. Not. In fact, I tell people if you live in face me and face you, that's not poverty. That's not poverty. That's just what your income can afford. It's not poverty. If you experience poverty, you will value prosperity. A part of me feels that the real people that are experiencing poverty are those who are in the north. But it's now still challenging and surprising to me that the rich class of Nigerians exist in the north and real poverty also exists in the north. That will be a topic for another day. To acquire knowledge, one must study. What did I say? One must study. But to acquire wisdom, you must observe. Somebody asked me, he said, he said Pitons, how do you, you have so much, so much of this wisdom, ministerial virtues and all that in your head? Because I observe. I observe this man. I'm, thank God he's been here before. Observing Dr. Ayajin for close to seven years. How does he do ministry? How does your operate? Nobody is always perfect, but there is something they know that you don't know. How does he? How, how does this man make money? What are the things he does? When he first told me, he said, he said, he said, Tomoa, if you want to enjoy ministry, the first five years or ten years of ministry, the sacrifice will come from you. And he said, that's what they call planting. He said, that's what they call planting. He said, if you think you want to go and start ministry, and you are trusting that God will use the people to support you. He said, it does not work like that. God wants to see your own labor first, your involvement. My wife was telling me yesterday, he said, the first levels of your ministry, now you, you as the pastor, now you go arrange chair. Now you go carry speaker. But the time will come. If I put a cause, I'll be reminding you. Lord Bishop. You're coming up on stage in the next five minutes. Are you dressed up, sir? Everything is set. The protocols are waiting. The crowd is waiting. The audience is waiting. Like, you yourself, you feel like it. Lord Bishop. <laughs> but there were days that you were usher, sound engineer, protocol, usher. 
Now you go still share and build. My spiritual father said one time somebody saw him in Lagos carrying flecks of handbills that he was going to print. He said the person so looked down on him and he said he jumped back on the bike and said to himself, he said, God, if this is the only thing I will do for the rest of my life, I will do it well and I will be the best at it, that that brother that just mocked me will end up becoming a church member, kneeling down for me and I'll be praying for him. Today, look at his life. But you just started a small business today. Your small complimentary card, you are putting CU. Adeniji and Sons Nigerian Enterprises. You now put your name. Adeniji James. CEO. Or you put group manager. What group? What group? Somebody, somebody in this church, one of the leaders said, he said, Pastor, the people need to start calling you apostle. That's your apostle. That's your calling. You're an apostle. I said, my brother, I never reached that level. A time will come, I'll get to that level. That, in fact, for you to even put pastor, you feel, you feel you're insulting me. But for now, my brother, let's put pastor. In fact, you can put brother. Put brother. Because humility will take you there. It will take you there. Take you there. To acquire wisdom, you have to observe. You have to observe. I know what I'm saying. That's what your eyes are for. And can I be honest with you? Your heart sees better than your eyes. What I just said is deep. Your heart sees what? Sees better than your eyes. If I'm looking at Baba Soji's eyes right now, his eyes look like he's nice to me. Right? Have you seen people's eyes? He's, he's just like, smile. Oh, yeah, smile. Smile. You too smile. Now he's smiling. In his heart of heart, his heart can be looking at me. So your heart sees better than the eyes. If you make listening and observation your first approach towards instructions, you will run with the right speed and you will gain the right height. Run with the right speed. Instructions are best understood in the place of observation. People's minds are, are changed through what they observe and not what they argue about. Go and find out those guys that argue about churches and pastors. They always have issues. They always have issues. In fact, what I'm about to say now can be very, very controversial, but that's just my own perspective. I found out that those who speak against marriage are those who have had failed marriages. Those who speak against it. A lady should be the head of the house. Know your husband's pin code and his password. His ATM must be in your card. On whose account? My money is your money. That's good. That's fine. You can't talk to me anyhow. I have my right in this house. Come on. You have to find out those who operate like that, they've had failed marriages. They've had failed marriages. Somebody who understood, understands the values of marriage, they honor it. They honor it. I don't take every counsel about marriage. I don't. As a matter of fact, I told my wife, I don't listen to all those counselors online that say stuff about marriage. I don't listen to all of them. I filter them. I filter them. 
Bishop David Odeko said, and I'll never forget. He said, not even him, it was Pastor Chris. Pastor Chris said, the best manual to having a successful marriage is the holy book. Is the what? The holy book, the Bible. The Holy Spirit is your best instructor to have the best marriage. It's your best instructor. Observation should always be your first spiritual and physical approach to every given instruction. If sweetness is found in divine instruction, then it takes observation to be prepared for sweetness. I want to show you a particular scripture and this on this angle I'm going to close. Let's have Matthew chapter 25. Very long scripture. Matthew 25 from verse 1. Matthew 25 from verse 1. Start from verse 1. Can we have it? Okay. The, this screen is not showing. Now it says, At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet the bridegroom. Verse 2. Five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lambs but did not take any oil with them. The same bridegroom they wanted to receive, they went with their lambs but they did not go out with oil. The wise, however, took oil in their jars along with their lambs. You see what it's saying? That there was oil inside where? Inside the lamp. And they took extra jar. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. Listen. Don't feel bad. And don't feel judged. In your spiritual walk with God. There will be times where you feel weak. It's, it's normal. It's normal. When I tell you I've not fallen sick in the last 14 to 15 years, does not mean I've not felt weak. Does not mean I've not had running stomach. Does not mean I've not had headache. Because that's what some people have in their head. Say, can you believe it? That man of God has not fallen sick in 15 years. As in his body is can't weigh, no issue. There was a day I stood up on the bed. Eh? And the kind of weakness I felt, I went down. I was asking for tea. The weakness was so bad, I couldn't lift my legs or my hands. There are times I felt migraine, like serious headache. There was a time I was driving on Lagos by the Express and everything was just looking white. It says, at midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom. Come and meet him. Verse 7. Then all the virgins woke up. Listen. Why did they wake up? At the sound. So that means that's to tell you that there are times, that, that, that's the advantage of coming to church. There are times you hear a particular word and your spiritual capacity does what? It jacks back up. That's why you have to be very careful of listening to certain music. In the course of the week, I did not know when I entered the bathroom, I was trying to take my shower and I went on Spotify, my wife would be a witness. And I was hearing Buga. I was playing it. I woke up with Buga. I entered the bathroom. I was named Bugawa. I entered my car too. Bugawa. I think it was later. I think it's Kiss Danera. I was just hearing Bugawa. I entered the bathroom, came out again. Bugawa. 
looks at my wife. My wife is like, what word are you from? Is it not strange for your pastor to wake up with Kizdane? And I'm sure there's somebody somewhere in the house and say, Father, the grace that works on pitons, let it work for me. Now Kizdane work on that deal. <laughs> because all my social media, like Instagram, I was on Instagram for a long period of time. I was seeing people's TikTok and all that. Say, Buga, people are not miming, Buga. So before I knew it, I slept, sound sleep. And I woke up. Buga, That, that somebody might be passing through that same thing right now. He says, All the virgins woke up and trimmed their lambs. When a particular word of God eats your spirit, you start checking your space. Sometimes I get back home after listening to my spiritual father, sometimes, and I start checking my space. It gets to some points, I start deleting some numbers. I don't need this person in my life anymore. If I you can't be around PP, for too long you will list at least 10 things you need to go back and do and do right I'm telling you the truth something just tells you you're not doing this right you need to go back the foolish one said to the wise give us some of your oil our lamps are going out the lamp was not out yet it was going out no they replied there may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. Verse 10. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the sweetness came. I'm telling you to observe now. You are not observing. But the Spirit of the Lord comes in. I'm ready to give my people sweetness. That's when you went to buy Jinji. That's when you are your phone. That's when you are fighting with your best friend and you vowed that you will make her pay for it. That's when sickness came. Somebody said to me a long time ago, he said many of the time, the blessings are always coming when your weakness is about to rise up. When somebody is pushing you to fight, that's when to be quiet. That's why sometimes you act like a fool. A part of me feels that God has not stopped blessing me because I did not lay a curse on those who did me wrong late last year. A natural, a normal pastor who say, I, I stand on this pulpit and I didn't do that. Someone said, Pastor, go after them with police. I did not do that. I didn't do that. They're pushing. Have you been in this place that is when you want to fast that your mom decides to do five course meal in the house? The day you the day you said God and fasting on Tuesday, the one will just call you and say, Soji, Mambi, all about me right, me one challenge. Mommy, it been for what? Ah, you know, you're like, I want to fast. As a lady, the day you say you want to start keeping your body, that's when the guy will message you one titanic kind of message. And your head will start spinning. And social media has not made it worse. There are a lot of emojis that displays a lot of romance and all that stuff. So when you wake up in the morning and you see 20 from him, someone that's never messaged you before, in fact, when you call him, he's still sleeping. But that particular Monday, when you say, God, today's a new day, 
I keep my body from now. I may wake up before see his message on WhatsApp. Nothing appears better without you. I think I'm giving some guys some lines. My destiny sparks up when you appear. You know, there is no lady that will see that one. If she planned that she was not going out that day, she will come to your house. She will come to your house. He said, while they were on their way to buy the horse, the bridegroom came, sweetness came, the blessing came. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was what? On this planet heart, there is always a time frame. You miss it in that time frame, just pray that it comes back. That's the truth. If you don't live by the words of God you hear today, by the time you are grown, you'll be looking for it. It might not be there. It might not be there. There's a reason why I'm teaching like this at this early stage of ministry. There's a reason why I'm ensuring that the teachings I bring balances well with this current age and time. Because a time will come that Peter will be 75. I will not be preaching on observation again. I'll be preaching on thy kingdom come. I'm telling you. If you think I'm joking, go to my grandmother's church, St. Jesus. Cathedral, Okebola, or St. Anne's. They don't preach on things like this. They don't preach on things like this. They preach on things that even you, after leaving service, something makes you feel like you might not get home alive. Yeah. When the priest comes and says, and say, hmm, Beloved, I want to thank God for the life of Baba, Baba Dende, Baba Dada. Baba will always come and clean the church. Baba's children came after burial. They donated generator for the church. You, what have your children brought? Because you don't train your children. So by the time you now want to get home and train those children, the children are done at home. They're not home. God bless you, the kind of children come to churches like THN. After service, they've gone to Coastal. How do you want to train them? How do you want to train them? Pay attention to this thing. Observe them. Before it's too late. Let's carry on with that scripture. It says, later the others also came back. You've gone outside to look for oil. You have come back. Like some people that will come to church. They say, I don't like pitons and the wife. The way they treat people. They are very, very, uh, they are very, they, they segregate. They don't talk to everybody. They, they are picky. That's common in young churches. A part of them feels that pastors are always, always picking handsome, agile, and beautiful ones. It's because you know you're ugly. That's why they didn't pick you. Because if you are beautiful, you put your head there. So I, I know, I know. Pastor is always picking on some of these ladies because they are classy. If you know you are classy, you put yourself there. You put yourself there. If the classy ladies are wearing jeans, you do not wear jeans. Make yourself classy. 
they are doing makeup, used to do makeup. They are using wig. Stop wearing bandana. So you now leave church. I said, I don't like that church. All these young pastors, very picky. I'm sure it's close to that guy because it's always, that guy is always coming out for, to give tight and offer. Then you now leave. You go so far, so far outside. You're not coming back. I used to tell people, when you leave a place where they, they value you, out of annoyance or anger or anything, by the time you come back, you'll fight for that spot. And can I be honest with you? Before you left, they've already told the person that took your spot, your story. So the person will guard himself in such a way that you can never collect that spot again. And if you don't humble yourself again, you go out again. By the time you come back, you realize that the same spot you are even trying to fight for, another person has taken the spot. And the person you are envying has gone up. I'm always the one driving pastor's car. Nobody drives pastor's car except me. Maybe one day you came and you asked pastor for a chance of a pastor said, I don't have a chance of a trek. Go. A pastor drives beside your house and just says, How are you? Pastor, just take me to the junction. Your father bought this car. So I'll leave that job. That pastor is so arrogant. He can't even give me a ride. And he knows I don't have a chance of a By the time you leave and come back, somebody else is driving pastor's car. And I'm sure that person is not ready to release the key to you. So by the time the virgins came back, the foolish ones, what has happened? The door has been shut. I want to define it this way. Sweetness is like a drop. If your cup is not ready, nothing enters. It's like a mother that is sharing food and says, come and collect meat. Come and collect meat. Come and collect meat. And you are busy still playing game upstairs. Listen, your younger ones will get the best of the meat. By the time you are coming, it's probably bones that are left for you. Please sit down. Verse 12. Verse 12. He said, but he replied, I tell you the truth. I don't know you. Now, 13. Therefore, I love this part. I love this part. I love this part. He says, therefore, keep watch. What's watch? Observe. Keep watch. Because you do not know the day. Or what? The hour. Your sweetness can be coming on Monday. That's when you went to sleep over. Your sweetness can be coming on Sunday. That's when you change church. So I don't like the way Pastor Mrs. always look at me during service. I'm not going there again. Because you don't know the day or the hour. You don't know the day or the hour. A guy could be watching online, and I'm just painting scenarios. A guy could be watching online and say, I love that lady that always dance in front. That's 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 my that's my that's my true wife. That's the best I want to marry. Then that particular Sunday, this person eventually now flew down from Canada to service and said, I will talk to this lady today. And that's the day you did not come. Then they're not going to ask one usher that doesn't even like you in the first place. See, there's this lady that used to dance in front. She wears short skirt. Like, she dances so well. Very nice looking lady. Say, ah, Shade. I'm a bad girl. She, she hardly comes to church. She just comes maybe for Sunday when we have special guests. She's not a member. She's not, 
she's not like a solid member like that. She lives down the street now. Oh, my, okay, oh, come on, just there. Someone that does not even know your house, does not know your street. Depends where you live at that Jake and you live at Jericho. Does not even tally. And your name is not even Shade. Just discredit you. Because we don't know the day or the hour. Or the hour. Every time you enter Uber or you enter Taxify, you must always have issue with the Taxify person. You don't know if it's the elder brother to the person you eventually marry. Then one day you will not be coming to the house and you want to come and get the person. Oh boy! Ita! Take this place! Take this one! She slapped me with 100 naira that day inside the car. Why? Because the taxify guy did not want to enter the street. And you want him to enter the street. You don't know the day or the hour. Something happened to myself and my wife one time when we went to shop, right? And some folks came. And they were like, Pastor, Pastor, we'll, we'll help you. We'll get you these things. Even at Food Court, my wife knows I stopped going to Food Court. I've reduced my going there. Because even if there's a long queue from here to that place at Food Court, they take me to a special section. And attend to me. And I go, Pastor, teacher, Pastor, please come. I told my wife, I said, You see what billboard has cost? I said, People are watching. So I told my wife, I ban you from today, you will never take bike. Because people are watching. The very first time my wife took bike after we married from Ojo, about five church members called her. Pastor, Mrs. You saw your bike, do you need any help? The day she was inside the car, you didn't see her. It's the day she was on bike, you saw her. So imagine if Pastor Mrs. was coming out from one of our house. We said, that's she, 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 that woman, eh? See what marriage can do. Just makes a woman stupid. So the husband cannot even go and collect the powers by himself. He's sending the wife to go and collect the powers. They will not come to church and be and be and be laying hands and doing all sorts, like say he's anointed. So that's even where they collect the powers. No wonder. I knew it. Their money is not pure. I knew it. People are watching. You must be careful. You must observe to do right. People are watching. They are watching. I enter places here in this Ibadu and I'm shocked. Even down to the place where we went to get generator for the church, Mekano. They gave me this very special executive treatment. Only for the person I just started. You know, you know when some people are trying to talk and dissect you. Pastor Chechen, Pastor Chechen, Pastor Chechen. They are observing. Me that used to think that nobody knows me. Who sent me? Me that I can wear slippers from my house and just go. If I now it's got into a state now that all my short knickers, I want to go and burn it now. Because I want I can't, you can't pastor wear short knickers. The day we I was we were entertaining all the workforce at the hub that I went to buy pizza. You remember that day? I went to buy pizza. Right where I was buying pizza, I don't know who this lady so. Thank God we have stopped, you know. But like five or six. They are bringing out their phone. And you know I'm tall. They are short. So my eyes can see. They were on my page. Trying to confirm. Say the one. Say the one. It's him now. It's him now. I'm watching. You don't know the hour. So imagine I went to Coldstone that day. With my side cheek. And I use face cap. Put my hand around her. They get to say, ah, she get daddy. 
Ale. Say, sugar, sugar. Say, sugar daddy, freaking, freaking my account today. Spoil me, I'll spoil you. What they just need to do is take a picture. I mean, nobody who their picture have. In fact, the guy will know my page. People are watching. People are watching. So if you say you're a teaching member, if you say you're a child of God, people are observing you. All those places where you sneak in and sneak out from, you do not know the day the hour will come. I'm about to say now it's very, very controversial, but ladies will understand. Pregnancy does not tell you when it's coming. Let him keep letting him enter. Keep letting him go out. Use it for breakfast, lunch, dinner. He has not paid your breakfast. I'm not done introduction. I'm not done wedding. Continue. The day that hour will come. God now bless you. That's when the guy collected visa to Canada. You are your own. Accepting everything. Accepting everything. Every gift. My sister, it's not every gift a guy gives you you collect. And guys, too, it's not every gift the lady gives you that you collect. One almost put me in trouble. I'll support your ministry. I'll support your ministry. Take this. What do you need again? You are going for crusade. Take this. I'll support. That's why what I did now is if you want to support Pitons or his ministry or anything, pay into church account. Once you pay into church account, you can never collect it back. Never. No, not you. In fact. Call, call me back and say that money is stolen money. It's gone. Once it enters your account, it's blessed. Anything enters your account, it's already a blessed money. It's no longer stolen. Like one pastor will say, once it drops into church account, my anointing converts it to God's money. So I'll support your ministry. Young guys like you, you need motivators. You need support. You need mentors. Your mentors are tormentors. Come to me, I'll show you how it's done. Sit down there, I'll show you how I did it in 2015. Seven principles to success. This, 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 this. They know what they are aiming at. That's why I only have one spiritual father, and I submit to him in all totality. Please sit down. I submit to him in all totality. Today you are here. Ha! Baba Minolua, pray for me. Hey, Baba Minolua, pray for me. My father and the Lord, pray for me. You know where confusion comes? Let me tell you where confusion comes. When they are not celebrating their birthday, you don't even know how to address them. You don't know how to address them. Call this one, happy birthday, father. This one's birthday too. Happy birthday, father. This one come, papi, happy birthday. My father and the Lord, happy birthday. God now bless you one day. You know hear that one father and one father, they are doing basketballs. You are confused. Because if you go to that papi's church, they'll take your picture. If you go to the other papi's church too, take your picture. That's why you'll be surprised that some people just randomly withdraw from you. Because you are here, you are here, you are here, you are here, and they do. I'm not going to mention names, but you know, you know that's what you do. Your Instagram page is filled of 16 churches flyer. People are not confused. Omega, Sharon. Hyper, High Tower, Redeem, MFM, E, Ha, Pa, CSC, Key, Prophet, D, J, E, Desta, E, Koza, E, Ba. 
Only you, 16 churches. Then your bio is called for the nations. Truly you are called. Truly you are called. I'm very careful about relationship. I'm very careful. Sorry I'm digressing. I'm very careful because it messes people up. You're confused. You don't you, fact, Then you now have friends that are coming to meet you. Is it true? Is it true? I heard the pastor of that redeemed church is fighting with the pastor of that particular church. Who do you support? One person says rape is good. Another person says rape is bad. Another person says girl is tall. Girl is short. You are not confused. If I the proof, the proof of your intentionality in the relationship, that's the best place to prove it. But it's always very hard. Because the truth of the matter is that the one you now love the most was most unlikely the one that is wrong. And people pay attention. Amen? People pay attention. When they were in crisis, did you show up? Now the crisis is down. You are not showing face. Somebody say, keep watch. Somebody say, keep watch. Give me 13. Give me 13. 13. Therefore, keep watch. For you do not know the day or the hour. I can stay on this for too long. You don't know the day or the hour. You don't know the day or the hour. Let us sink into your head. You don't know the what? The day or the hour. He said it's our month of sweetness. You don't know when, whether your home will land on the 38th. And like my spiritual father would say, when God gives a word for the month, it spreads. Don't just think that it's just for that month alone. There's this thing I noticed recently in my life that whatever Pastor Adeboye says as a theme of the year, I don't get to experience it until the following year. So when that, 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 that was the time he said, he said the siege is over. We didn't get to experience it until the following year. You don't know the day or the hour. How close on this? Five benefits on observation. I'll just read it out for you. Observation brings clarity and illumination on any given instruction. Observation births accurate insight, strategies, confidence, and the right approach to any given instruction. Observation creates the best ground for effectiveness. Observation delivers tools of implementation. Observation eradicates options and promotes principles. Observation eradicates options and it promotes principles. just love the fact that it says observation births confidence the reason why you are not confident in doing what God has asked you to do is because you have not observed he said look and see he said taste and see, to taste is an observation taste and see you never know that the Lord is good until you have tasted and you have seen some people are trying to see, forgetting that you have to taste first. Whenever 
a, 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 a good cook is eating up pepper and you or, or eating up pepper and you dip your eyes above the pot what happens the pepper could splash in your eyes you are trying to see for you to confirm what is inside the pot tell them to give you a taste taste it ah this should, this should be sweet oh there's too much salt there's this you never know if there's too much salt in the soup when you dip your eyes over it on the eating stage the pepper splashes in your eyes then you don't you're not in, you're not in a confused state because you can't even taste the pepper anymore because you are trying to battle with the pepper that you're trying to take Moses was intentional I want to see you I want to see you he said no I will let I'll let you see my back taste of my goodness first once you've seen my goodness you can justify me if all he saw was God he would have died but he saw the back and he saw the beginning of God which one do you think is better? The beginning of God or see and die? Observation. Birds. Confidence. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35 to 37. Hebrews chapter 10, 35 to 37. See what it says? It says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be what? Richly rewarded. How do I have confidence if I've not observed? It says, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Help me to do what I've heard. Help me to be doers of this world. Help me to observe right. Help me to observe right. Help me to observe right. In Jesus' precious name, we'll pray. We believe you have been blessed by this audio podcast and we never like to close without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and I am making you the Lord of my life. Amen. Congrats. You are now a child of God. Thank you for listening and downloading Tamiwa Oluwen podcast. We want to take over nations for Christ. Partner with us today by visiting www.heavennation.org forward slash donate. Kindly subscribe to get update of new messages and share with your friends and families. We love you and we celebrate you.